Welcome to Night Dreams, where we will discuss the interpretive meaning of dreams from a biblical perspective. Welcome everyone. We're excited to have you to our special edition of Night Dreams. I am Marcellus, your host, and I want to give you a special invitation uh, to today's special edition because we're going to be discussing dreams from the lockdown. Dreams from the lockdown. The lockdown due to COVID-19 has had an impact on every one of our lives, some to a much greater degree and others to a lesser degree, but nonetheless, it has had some kind of impact. Uh, Many people were encouraged and mandated to stay home, and this uh, consequently limited every one of our daily activities. Uh, To the confines of our homes, we were often forced to reflect and prioritize in our family time. And most importantly, uh, we were able to hear from God. Interesting. Sometimes we get so busy in our day-to-day schedules that um, we often overlook those precious quiet times that is much needed in the presence of God. And my question is to you, is this, what has God spoken to you during this lockdown? Maybe he gave you an idea for a business or or brought to your attention an area of your life that you need improvement. I don't know. That's, That's something between you and God. But what has God been saying to you during this time? Have you even given him that that opportunity to speak to you? Have you even put the brakes on your activities and stopped and reflected? Revelations 2.29, the English Standard Version says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. God is speaking today just like he did to the prophets of old. And the problem is not on God speaking, but it's on us hearing. And and God chooses many ways to communicate to us. It's not just not dreams, but we're, 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 we're discussing dreams because that's the assignment that God had given me. But God can speak to you outside of dreams as well. In fact, God can disrupt your daily activity in front of everyone, just like he did to Saul on the road of of Damascus in broad daylight while the sun was out. Everyone heard the voice, but they couldn't see who was speaking to Saul. That's how bold God can get. So don't, don't, don't. Don't get it wrong. Just because God doesn't speak to you during the day in front of your company, that God is shy and bashful. God is bold. And he will speak any way he wants to at any time, day or night. It makes no difference. If he wants to get the message to you in a clear cut manner, he'll interrupt your daily activity. Doesn't matter who's around. It'll benefit them as well. He's done it. He's already proven that he's done it. It's in the book of Acts. But here in the King James Version, 
in Job the 33rd uh, chapter, 14th verse, it says, For God speaketh once, yes, twice, yet no man perceiveth or understandeth or or can can digest it. In a dream, in a vision of night, when deep sleep, deep sleep, deep sleep, notice that, falls upon men, slumbering upon the bed. Then he opens up their ears, the ears of men, and sealeth their instruction. God waits till deep sleep comes upon you. And then he speaks to you, deep sleep, when you're asleep. So God is always speaking. He's always instructing, encouraging, directing, uplifting, prophesying to us. The problem is not on the giving end of him who speaks to us, but on the hearing end on our behalf. Oftentimes, a condition has to be met in order for us to hear from God, such as quietness, stillness, especially in the stillness of night when, when God doesn't have to compete for your attention because God is a gentleman, but he's also a warning God. And this is what the lockdown has forced us to do and is still Still time for, for those of you that have not heard from God to just quiet yourself down and God will speak to you. So what I've done is we've had a flood of dreams that uh, have come through and I I, I can only, uh, because of, uh, for the sake of time, I've, uh, I've selected a few of them that I want to uh, share and um, maybe... Maybe God can speak through you through others' dreams. You understand? Now, the first dream that I want to use, it's a very short dream. And this is, this is something that I want to explain to you. Many of you have sent in dreams that were short, that you felt was insignificant and had no kind of interpretive meaning whatsoever, simply because of the content of the message was so short. And I need to explain to you that um, powerful revelations often comes in short messages. Doesn't take a lot of words with God to convey his message. But God often puts messages in metaphors, allegories, figure of speech when it comes to our dreams so that as a jigsaw puzzle, we can figure them out. The Bible says it is the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of a king to find the matter out. So God gets as much glory by him comprising a message that challenges you to figure it out just as much as you get glory to take the time to search and study to find an answer to that message. So it's a win and win on both ends. The searching and the concealing of the matter. But I want you to I want you to pay attention. We we got a dream. This individual had a dream in May. And um, the individual um, 
it's a female, she dreamt that an uh, that a man was cutting the side of an alligator. And she was observing this. Then she was submerged underwater and looked up to see the man was eaten by the alligator. Now, this is the interpre interpretive uh, meaning of that, that dream. The dream was actually a warning dream for her. Uh, the man was uh, reflecting what was going on in her life as well as a warning for her. Alligators are prehistoric reptiles and they have big mouths, real big mouths. The man felt very comfortable, so he was cutting the alligator. Typically, an, uh, a predator as a, uh, such as an alligator, you wouldn't even go near him because he's so aggressive, he would attack you. But this man felt comfortable to get next to, to even get next to his belly. And then the dream goes on. She was submerged underwater, which is symbolic of the spirit. She was submerged in the spirit. And this is when she saw what was actually happening. When she was submerged, she saw the real intent of the alligator, which was to devour the man. And that's what happened. The man was actually devoured by this alligator. Um, I shared with uh, this, uh, this young lady that um, you were too close to some alligator associates or friends who like this alligator are prehistoric. In other words, they've been around you a long while. But like the alligators, they're predators with their big mouths. They love to devour you through gossip and backbiting and um, complaining and murmuring. You will have to make sure that you separate yourself from the company of uh, these individuals and, and depend on the Holy Spirit to reveal to you the direction that he's leading you. Or like this man, you could be devoured by these very friends and associates of yours. And uh, the young lady shared with me that she, uh, at that time uh, of this dream, she went through a process of realigning her friendships and uh, because she, she noticed that there were some uh, challenges that various uh, friendships and relationships were posing to her spiritual growth that were that weren't a part of God's plan, but they were hindrances. And uh, and so this young lady had to readjust, realign, and uh, and really go after God. So we we thank God that uh, it's a it's a good dream. It's also a warning dream to let her know that hey, listen, you need to watch who you associate with. Maybe that's God talking to you too. Maybe there's some friendships, some uh, alignments that you've made, uh, that you've embraced that was not um, uh, the perfect will of God. It might've been a temporary, a temporary, a seasonal relationship that you've had and that God said, you know what? Um, that was good for that, that uh, particular time, but I'm going to have to realign for what I have for you to do. You 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 can't you can't uh, uh, 
embrace or tie yourself down in this particular um, season with that particular individual. And so that might be what God is uh, sharing with you. And uh, you have to be led who you uh, uh, associate with. You, you just can't attach yourself to just anyone and everyone um, just because um, of convenience. You have to pray on your relationships. Amen. Here's another dream uh, that comes to us um, by a, uh, an uh, individual here. Um, they said they had a dream that they were at work in a kitchen um, and she was talking to a male co-worker when he noticed that something was wrong with her tennis shoes. He had asked her to remove the shoe and present it to him. She was hesitant because her socks were not new, but she smelled her shoe first. And since it did not smell bad, she handed it to him. And he began inspecting it. And he made a comment that this, this shoe is not good. There's no support. How will you make it? This, um, and then he asked her, didn't you buy these shoes? She sat on the floor listening to him while he stood. Wow, this is an awesome dream, a very, very awesome dream. Um, your dream is a good dream. Uh, it start, Actually, it starts off in the kitchen. The kitchen's a place of preparation. In other words, when you have kitchen dreams, God is preparing you for something. And her dreams begin by the preparation of self-examination. There was actually two examinations. The one was a self-examination. She took her shoe off and she began to smell it and observe that her, her uh, socks uh, weren't new. And she, she uh, smelt her shoe and found out that it wasn't, um, it didn't smell bad. And how many times, you know, that God causes us to do a self-examination, to check yourself. Check your heart, check your thinking, your attitude. Make sure your, your love walk toward your fellow man is in line with the word of God. You got to check yourself, you see. And so and this is what God is telling you, uh, young ladies, to, to, to check your, do that self-examination. The second examination in this kitchen, in this preparation, came from your co-worker out of all people. Those that are around you, what are they saying around you? And what are they saying? I mean, you know, they, they, there ought to be um, some recognizable difference that you bring to their thoughts when they look at you as being a representation of Christ. And so he looks at her and he notices her shoes that she was wearing and they were tennis shoes. Okay. Now, notice here that these shoes weren't just any type of shoes. They weren't combat boot shoes. They weren't dress shoes, but they were tennis shoes. So the, the fact that tennis shoes was in his dream means that there, there was something that God was communicating to you that what he's calling you to do is something that is going to be mobile, agile. You're going to be adaptable, flexible. You got to be quick. You know, everybody, everybody's not called to do that. Everybody doesn't have the flexibility to be able to communicate to different uh, ethnic groups, 
uh, if that's what God is calling you to do, uh, to different business um, professionals. You see what I mean? But what God is calling you to do is you have to be adaptable and flexible. And whatever God has called you to do, he's equipped you. you. It's in you. Now, your co-worker pointed out to you about your shoes not being able to support you in spite the shoes being new. Now, the shoes we all know, shoes are made to bear the weight of our whole body. It's a weight-bearing apparel, a part of our clothing. It's to bear the weight. And if you don't have no support, no matter if your shoes are brand new or not, if you don't have no support, it can cause knee pain, back pain, all kind of aches in your body. Well, the same applies to spiritually what God is saying in your dream is that, look, I've called you to do a new work. That's the new tennis shoes. Okay. He said, but the support that God is going to give you is the grace. You see, no matter what God called you to do, you got to have grace to be able to, to, to follow through and to carry the burden like that shoe, to carry the weight of that responsibility in which God has called you to do. So that's where grace and grace is unmerited favor. That is what God is calling you to do. He's, he's giving you unmerited favor. So you, what do you do with a dream like that? You ask for God, Father, thank you for what you called me to do, if he hasn't already spoken to you, young lady, what, what God called you to do and to give me clarity and grace to carry it through. Simple as that. You see what I mean? See, oftentimes we, 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 we get these dreams and folks, you know, there's a lot of people out there interpreting dreams and, and they interpret them, but they don't, they don't lead them to explain to them, okay, what do you do? What do I do with that dream? You just plopped it in my lap. What do I do? How do I handle this? How am I to process? How am I to go and pray? Okay. So, so the, the message is not complete until you direct them to show them how and how to employ this dream and how it's to apply to the light. Okay. We have one more dream. Um, someone sent a dream. In this dream, uh, this individual was with their sister and their baby. Um, and uh, the baby was an infant. Something evil was taking place outside. There was panic and chaos going out on outside. Everyone started running around. It was chaotic. Um, and the, the, uh, the dreamer noticed her sister. Her sister's hair was pretty in order and uh, and very attractive. She said like an Indian. She said as she uh, saw all this commotion and chaos, she told her sister, I'm going to my father's house. And she then went airborne. She was flying in the air and, and, and flying any, when you have, when you're flying in the air, that means you're flying in the spirit. So she was flying in the spirit and she landed in her father's house in his living room. Now, this is not, this is symbolic. Her natural father is symbolic of her heavenly father in the living room. What is the living room? That is the presence of God. She was in the presence of God. She said while she was in her present, uh, in the living room, uh, in her father's house, he was sitting there relaxed when suddenly these Harry Potter wizards was attacking her father. They were coming through the window. The father 
uh, and they they were attacking her father uh, and consuming him. What it it seemed like he he was being consumed, but when she thought he was totally consumed, he reappeared with no injuries, no wounds, and the creatures just turned and looked at her, and she immediately began to jump and run, but she couldn't fly. Why? What happened here? What happened here? Well, absolutely nothing can defeat or no death can reign in the presence of God. It's just impossible. And so no matter what these creatures tried to do to the father in the living room, you see, there's, there's no death in the living room in the presence of God. And so even though it seemed like they were consuming the father, the father just simply reappeared and relaxed. And and what what God was is trying to say is mimic mimic me. Do as I do. Relax. You're in the presence. You're in my presence. And there's peace in my presence. There's no defeat or or no uh de- defeat or failure or death in my presence. And so what happened is once the father reappeared, these creatures looked at her and she, rather than confront them in the presence, because she's in the presence of God, she ran, ran out of fear. And she ran and she found her sister and her sister's here this time was messed up, which was actually reflecting what's what's going on in her life because it was turmoil. Now she's, she's, she's in fear. So, uh, her, she asked her sister, hey, listen, get on my back. So, so we, you know, because her intent was get on my back so I can fly you to your destination. But she had no strength. And the sister responded to her and said, I'm not going anywhere. And she handed her her daughter. And her daughter's name means God protected, God answered. And, and she was able to go airborne. And what so what God basically is telling you is learn to relax in the presence of God where God's protection and God answers reside and you'll never have to run from anything that is tormenting or intimidating to you ever again. <laughs> Powerful dream. Well, we've come to an end of our podcast and uh, we thank you for sending in those dreams. Uh, there's a lot more. I'm going to pray and ask God whether we'll continue on just uh, as, as we had gotten these dreams, uh, sharing with you how God has spoken to others. Um, no doubt God was trying to tell uh, these individuals this for a while, but you know they were able to get into a place where the activities were limited and God was able to speak to them. If that's you out there and you're seeking for God to speak, I just want to pray for you. God loves you. He has a plan for your life. And God is confident that he which has begun a work in you, he will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He hasn't forgotten about you. He hasn't dismissed you. No matter what you've done, he's he's already forgiven you. He's just waiting for you to answer to the call of God. Father, I thank you for those that have graciously come to participate with this podcast. And I thank you for the opportunity to share with them these these uh, interpretive uh, dreams of others who were uh, so willingly to share 
uh, their dreams. And we just ask, Lord God, that you give enlightenment, clarity, understanding, so that they'll connect with what you've called them to do. In Jesus' name, amen. As we say, we will continue to say, if God doesn't catch you in the day, he will meet you in your night dreams. God bless until we meet again.